You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. In case you didn't hear us mention it a thousand times before, we live in La La Land, and with that comes a dating pool filled with a variety of characters. As we discussed with casting director Jess Howard, there are certain archetypes people usually fill, but in LA, you can add influencer, podcaster, Jen, you, me, reality star, future Jen, and actor, me, to the list. Hell, open up the dating app Raya, and it's basically like watching The Bachelor with a slew of made-up job titles. And as we discussed in the last episode with expert dating coach Connell Barrett, sometimes it's better to have more opportunities, more skin in the game, if you will. Both Jen and I have discussed relocating to different cities to try something and someone's new, but would dating in a different zip code really do the trick? Or do all cities have their own dating claim to shame? What do you think, Jen? Do you think that us leaving LA will fix all of our lonely issues or and like we'll find our our match the second we leave this LA bubble? Or do you think it's getting bad all over the place? I'm not lonely to begin with. I just want to clarify. Exactly. And lots and lots of friends. And also I'm now like really going hard on this dating thing. I know that I say that all the time and I literally put forth max, like maximum effort, not for nothing. I try probably everything. So I've even opened my horizons, uh, to match.com. I am like changing my age range from, I, what is it? I don't even know at this point, like 35 to 55, just to widen my chances at meeting somebody. And I actually do think I need to be with somebody older. So where does your, wait, where does your age range start? 35. Oh, what was it before? What was the top? Like the oldest? Yeah. Age range has a range in there. So like it wasn't 35 to 35. What was it? Obviously, um, it was probably 48. Oh, that's very specific. Well, yeah, I didn't want to go all the way to 50 and I didn't want it to cap at 45 because that would be like younger you. So, well, do, you, do you think that you didn't want to go to 50 because people lie and go down to 50? Like you would have actually had like a 57 year old who lied on the app? No, in my head, I thought like, okay, I can settle, like I can agree to have somebody with a four in front of their number, but a five, now that's pushing it. That's like, I'm only 37. So I thought that gap would be too big and that we wouldn't necessarily relate to each other. But I actually think back to your question about like cities and stuff, dating in LA, it's like somebody in their fifties thinks they're in their forties. So I'm sure you probably will when you're in your fifties, you're like inching toward it. So you'll, you won't change that much. I'm sure by the time you get there. I was going to be, I was going to be insulted, but you're you're right. (laughs) It's it's fucking true. And I only said it because it wasn't an insult. It's just facts. So, but I feel like I, but I do feel like I'm 38, but that's everybody. Yeah. But do you feel that way because you're in LA and you're sort of surrounded by people that are still out and having fun and you're, you are on the town and your friends aren't necessarily settling down so much. They're still doing things and hanging out. Although you do have a lot of friends now that are married with kids, but you also have friends that are on the other side of the equation. So I guess I feel that I would probably have more luck in a different city that isn't so centered around going out and being on the scene and may be a little sleepier and they're more business focused versus like your business folk. You're, you're in the entertainment industry. There's a lot of schmoozing and going out and parties and events and things like that. So I guess, yes, I do feel that I would have 
a different experience. And I also, for whatever reason, am super popular the minute I touch down in Florida. <laughs> My dating apps blow up and then all those people find me on Instagram and I have like a hundred new followers the minute my plane lands. It's very wild. I'm going to give it a try. I'm actually going to Miami for three weeks in May to see if there's something to that. I also want to look and see if there's a condo out there that I want to buy and see some friends and have a different like experience personally where I spend more time boating and the Miami lifestyle, which I just miss and I prefer. So we'll see. I might report back and be like, hey, there's something to this. I fell in love. But for the meantime, I'm going to really try my chances here and 55 is my cap now. And um, I have a multiple follow-up questions to your rant that you just went on for seven minutes. Um, <laughs> 55, 55 in Miami is going to be way different than 55 in, in LA. It just is like, there's a different type of person that lives out here. And it's, I don't know how to explain it, but everybody might act younger because they they are just younger in their like soul. It's it's weird. Fifty out here. I've gone to many fifty year old birthdays this year, and you don't you don't. I wouldn't be like those people are fifty. Yeah, but I think that there the reason for that, and you're a testament, is that there's no reason to settle down in LA when there's the entertainment industry and you're going out and you're doing these things, and there's like. No one's pressuring you to get married. It's not the norm here. And no one's pressuring you to have kids by a certain age. You're also a guy. So that's why in LA, my age range is now to 50. I also strongly believe that I should be with somebody older who likes things that I like, is more into whining, dining, traveling, relaxing, that kind of thing, culture, not trying to be on the scene, not trying to make a name for themselves, not aspiring, more settled in their life and their what they're looking for. So I just want to fit right into that and us like snuggle with Mochi on the couch or travel and live a nice little life. But Miami, I think forties is like the fifties there. Yes. I would say that too. Look, I, I agree with getting out of this city and finding a different life. Like I, I've, I can name five friends that the second they moved out of Los Angeles, like I'm not even exaggerating in like within six months, they've gotten engaged. And it's not like they were looking for it. They went rushing out and they're like, we're, we're, oh, I'm free. I'm out of that bubble. Let me find, there's people that want to have a committed relationship, you know? And then somebody was like, I do. And they were like, okay, let's get married. It was like, they just, it's just like you get out into this world and you see that there's genuine people out there. They don't want the bigger, better deal. Like our uh, old guest, Tim Bader was talking about. And like, they are looking for something genuine with somebody and they're not looking for anything outside of their connection. So that when we feel that kind of like authentic love or authentic feelings, it makes us go, wait, this, this can actually exist. Yeah. But also, don't you think that living in LA and now you have lived here for a zillion years, I've lived here for a zillion years, you become someone that has a type because there's so many types here and every type is more attractive than the next. So that just becomes the standard and you are looking for the bigger, better deal because they're all out here. If you go somewhere else, you actually might connect on a different level because it's not all about looks. It's not about being an Instagram model or all those various professions that somehow exist here. And I think you as a human probably have different perspective because you're surrounded by different types of people. Like you've said you wanted to maybe move to Austin. So why did you want to do that? Was it to find love? I mean, you also wanted to buy property, but is it because you think you'll find like a nicer girl there that is with different values? Listen, my life is changing out here for the better in a sense that like I'm double booked for two one-year-olds birthdays on Saturday. Like that's where my, that's what my life has turned into now. Like I got to figure out how to get from one first year old birthday to another first year old birthday. And like, that's exciting for me. That That's more exciting for me than being like, I got to go from doing shots at one bar to doing shots at another bar. Like I'd so rather doing be a doing... baby crawl instead of a bar crawl. Wow. Yes. I've changed. Yes. I like what that. Feel that when you show up to these parties, you're like, I'm on a baby crawl. <laughs> well, but like my friends that I, whose baby, like my, I was at my goddaughter's house today and I like love, she's getting to that point now where she's communicating and she, like the second I walk in, she knows who I am and it's hands up and I pick her up and she won't let me put her down. And 
you know, like we're having that connection now. And I told her mother, I was like, I'm, I'm, I miss her when I'm not around her, you know? And she's like, well, maybe you shouldn't move your ass to Austin, <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah, but if you can find me, like you have a husband and a, and a house and a, and a daughter and a family, you know, I, if I could find all that here, I would stay. But Okay. Here's the thing, though. We've established with Connell that you're not exactly putting yourself out there. Right. So what would you say the issue is in L.A. outside of you not actually trying? Like, have you not met people that fit whatever? What is your type anyway? Like, what are you looking for? Listen, at this point, I just want like, yes, a big thing for me is property. I can afford property there and I can actually like we talked about last time maybe put down some sort of like roots, right. And have somewhere solid that I could be. Um, and then I'm thinking that maybe people out there will have more, well, it'd be more of like a family vibe when that happens. You know, I can, we can grow something together, but I'm looking right now, like I definitely have a type. What's your type. Let's establish that. I think the listeners probably are very curious to hear this. Um, I would say that, I mean, I used to have a physical type that's kind of changed. Like as far as like I used to have like the brown hair and light eyes and all that other stuff like that was very important. I never saw myself with a blonde girl. Now I don't really care either way. But I definitely want somebody who's good with my friends. I need somebody who's goofy and like, but could also be serious at the same time. Like I want somebody that I can, like you said, cuddle up on the couch with, but also go to a museum with, or like want to go out, you know, some nights but be home by eleven o'clock, you know, most of the time, or. Just somebody that I like is my best friend. And that's what everybody wants though, right? Well, I think when you're ready for it, that is what everybody wants. It's just a matter of getting to that point. Like had I asked you this question a year ago, would that have been your answer? Yeah. And, and, but, but like, I'm also more specifically like, I like pretty girl next door. That's very like, you know, common thing to say, but that <laughs> is my type. Like I don't. Very generic. Well, I'm, I'm not. Listen, you're describing me. I think the listeners would agree. So oh, you just probably. need a person that's probably not a Capricorn. Maybe that's why I change it to blonde. Oh, you're like anything but you. <laughs> but like our guest today, Mara, Mara Marini, she has a very specific type that she doesn't stray off of at all. And that's not me. Like I'm, I'm not like, I'm not Instagram model. I'm not like the more followers you have or how famous you are. There's so many different aspects that happen out here. Like we talked with Tim about, you can't do the whole, like, if you're, if you're dating somebody, like there's, there's one person that you could cheat with. Cause you'll probably run into that person. So if you yeah. want to go after the Instagram models, you can, if you want to go after multi-million dollar people, you can, if you want to go after, you know, I don't know, somebody that, um, is from a specific area or does specific things. You, you can do that. You absolutely can find anything. Well, that's why Mara has decided she is an actual dating expert, self-proclaimed, and is joining us to tell us about her experience with dating in LA and why she's saying boo-bye to all the ghosts out there, because like that's a whole pandemic in itself. Very true. Mara is a Canadian actress best known for her role as Brandy Max in the NBC comedy series Parks and Recreation, which I'm sure nobody has heard of. She has guest starred on Netflix's Shit's Creek, which also nobody's heard of, and ABC's Blackish. She co-wrote and co-starred in the short film A Play starring Jane Lynch, which won her Best Actress and Best Writing and other accolades. She's a fitness enthusiast and a momager to her celebrity dog, Coconut, who has over 65,000 followers, speaking of influencer and Instagram model, <laughs> and who comes to work out with her on the regs. She also co-wrote and stars in Exties, a sex comedy about exes who are now best friends. Welcome to the show, Mara. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yay, we're excited. This is like your third time on the show. So you're basically not only a dating expert, you're an It's Complicated podcast expert as well. I feel so special. Yeah, but it's your first time with me. That's true. <laughs> I'm nervous. That sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Can I leave? <laughs> well, Mara and I have been roommates together multiple times That's in true. different cities. In different I thought cities. that was going to go in a different direction. <laughs> like Mara and I have been doing sex. No, we were just roommates where Mara, I, I know all of Mara's sleeping patterns <laughs> oh, and no. habits. This gets better and better by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, well, listen, Mara, we're glad to have you back on the show. But as we ask everybody, we have to know, are you single, taken, or is it complicated? Uh, single, still. <laughs> Wait, I love the – everyone always has a very specific reaction to this. They're either super amped up about being in a relationship and they're like, I'm super taken. Or they're like, I'm super single. And you're like <sighs> – I'm still single. And I think that that probably is a testament to like many of the things we're going to talk about today. But oh, yeah. why do you think you're single? What's what, what do you think it all is? Here's the thing. You could tell me a guy did basically anything to you at this point. I mean, within reason, but you know, anything. And I would not be surprised because the stories that even my close friends who I think are very grounded and smart thought were going one way, just veered off in a very different direction. And the, the the things guys have pulled, like nothing can shock me anymore at this point. Nothing can shock me. So it's just sort of like, I mean, just at the beginning of the year, I thought I was getting into something and then shocked again. So I don't know that I can tell you. I do think LA, like I always say, is one of the hardest places, if not the hardest place in the world to date if you want to find something more. Not hard to date. You can go on eight dates a day if you want to, but hard to find something more and where you're both on the same page and want to invest in one another. I think it's incredibly difficult, but finding a unicorn. I agree with that 100% that the city is really difficult for a variety of reasons, but I've seen it done. I have friends in relationships. You know, I have friends that are married. They've got the house. They've got the kids. They're doing the whole thing. And yet here the three of us are single as could be. But it seems there's one common thread, though, with all of us is that like we work in or around entertainment Mm -hmm. and we live in or around West Hollywood. So if we had to look at the criteria that I just mentioned, maybe that's our problem. I don't know, but we need to hear more about this thing that you had in January and how it went South. How did you meet? Tell us all the details. How did it fall apart? Okay. I can't give him away too much because he's in like the entertainment world, but to kind of give you the Coles notes, my dad met him. I met him in Hawaii. It was all, even my friends who hate basically every guy I've ever dated were excited about this one. They're like, this guy's actually normal and nice and you still like him. This is great. Things were going in a great direction. Um, he was supposed to come out here, but had a, a show he had to film out of the country at the end of February. Um, the day before he was supposed to come out, keep in mind, we're FaceTiming and texting every day since I left Hawaii. We spent like, you know, 10 days together in Hawaii with some of my friends and all my friends loved him. Cut to come back here and we're FaceTiming. And the day before he's supposed to come out, keep in mind, clean my house, done all the stuff, grocery shopped, got all ready. I get a call 18 minutes into the conversation. Not the first thing he says, 18 minutes into the conversation says he's not going to be able to make it tomorrow which I, t- I was very understanding about it because I know he has this big thing he's prepping for. So I try to be like pretty understanding. I even send him a really nice text afterwards, which I wouldn't normally do, but my friend advised me to do. I get a text the next morning. Aw, thank you. I would have preferred silence to aw, thank you. Aw, thank you is what I send to guys that like I'm not interested in. So right from that moment, I knew something was weird. And then never texted me again. Until two days ago, saying the show went great. Didn't text me Happy Valentine's Day, but did go on Instagram stories to tell his whole audience, you know, Happy Valentine's Day, even if you're not in a romantic relationship, wishing you love. So I was like, what happened? And and if you wanted to ghost me, certainly why did you text me two days ago thinking everything's hunky-dory? Like, I was just shocked. And I'm does he think you're? Him. Does he think you're like you're a, you're a fan or something? Are you just another girl that like maybe recognized him and like he was like, oh, you know, this is what I'm doing and this is the work I'm doing and you know I'll keep you up to date. I had no idea what he did when he met him. My dad did, which was funny, but I had no idea who he was. Oh, um, and you met him in Hawaii while he was vacationing or while he was he working there. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. And then you spent your whole time there, and then. You came back. Mar, do you think that like, do you think that some of the reason this keeps happening is because like you're swimming in the same pool over and over again? Meaning like, like entertainment? No, I mean like she goes after people that uh, like are historically emotionally unavailable. 
He but was how do you know this guy was? He was so emotional. He was he cried in front of me multiple times. He talked so much. To me, I was like, okay, the one thing I can be sure of, this guy is not going to ghost me. He will let me know if he's not feeling it because he talked so much. No, but listen, you you like I don't I'm not trying to out you here or anything, but like you tend to date high profile actors, bodybuilders, or athletes. I don't see them out. To be fair, I, I know, but eh, mama, I don't know about that. You you oh, tend okay. to ask me who who's this person, and I say this person's from this. This person's from this team, and then you make a decision whether or not that you know if you know that team or not. But you, this, my my thing is this: athletes. I have a lot of friends that are professional athletes, and I'm not going to name any names either. But a lot of them get married. They have an emotional side that they show somebody. Yeah. But that's not the emotional side that is really them. You know, they get the life that they want, mm-hmm. and then they have that there, and it's kind of like a cover story. You know. And then they go off and actually be themselves. And that sounds like the guy that you kind of like roll into over and over again. Also, I would like to pile on to this because I think that there is one of those words, not breadcrumbing or whatever, but there's some word out there that the kids use these days, but it describes somebody who fakes emotional availability because they will share information about themselves very openly, but it's not an actual emotional connection. They just emote out loud and they are oversharers. So it's false closeness and false vulnerability because it's not you that's creating this. They're just that way. And so it tricks you potentially into thinking that they're doing this with you because you have this dynamic and it's so deep and magical and special. And trust me, I'm saying it because I've also seen it and it confused me. I'm sure I also confused many people too because like I could literally talk for 30 minutes straight without taking a breath. But people understand that as that I'm opening up to them. I'm like, I have a podcast. I can do this for days. It's not about being close to you. It's that I like to talk and I feel comfortable opening up because I'm a I'm doing it right now. I'm an open book. So I think there is that confusion there where people feel, oh, this person's doing this thing. It must be because of our special relationship. I don't know if that happened with you, but maybe was this person just a Tinder swindler? Ooh. I mean, the, the, at the end of the day, what was so perplexing about him is I actually think he's a really good guy. Like, I don't think he's a manipulative bad person by any means. Hmm. I just wonder if he's like stunted in some way no Mara. maybe you're too trusting (laughs) you're doing also that thing that we do as women which is i can be strong enough for the both of us oh he must have some psychological issues he needs some therapy somebody hurt him well you know what somebody hurt us and we're still being (laughs) nice to them and who's making excuses for us i don't see anybody knocking down my door being like let me come save you that's fair that's fair you do. You 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 want it so bad that like you make excuses for people when they do shitty things to you and it's not fair because you don't deserve that. People think we're lucky because we live in LA and our winters are pretty mild. So they think that we're free from all the wintry effects. That's not necessarily the case. We have the Santa Ana winds, we have the rainy season, and we definitely experience dry skin, among other things, just like everybody else. Well, LA's own way has created the perfect solution and it's aptly named Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast, absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most and provides hydration that lasts, preventing that damn dryness. It's made of high quality nourishing ingredients like squalane and everybody's favorite coconut oil. Well, Jen, that sounds right up your alley. And did you know that you can turn your shower into basically a spa with the gentle skin softening Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser? That balances out your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue. Experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to theway.com and use code LEAVE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Code B-L-E-A-V. Do us, do me a favor. Do me, take me, take us through like a week in the dating life of Mara Marini. Like, what, what would a week look like for you? Because 
from what I've, I remember you telling me you go on like three dates a day sometimes. Well, that was back in the day when it really was a numbers game. I'm a, way more selective now because I FaceTime with them or I FaceTime in the app with them before. And that cancels out a lot of the in-person dates. A lot. If you don't look like your pictures or you can't string a sentence together, like let's just figure this out. It doesn't need to be a date, but let's do like a quick five minute call. And then I can decide if I want to go on a date with you. I'm so here for that. I did three back-to-back calls in one night because I'm in the same boat. Time is limited. I don't want to go get myself together, leave my house, go sit somewhere, then have to suffer through it so I'm not rude or maybe give this person a chance because someone in my mind at some point once said, well, you really need to give this person a chance. And like people are nervous on the first date. Like, Or we have a phone call. We see if our flirting frequencies, like Connell Barrett said, are the same. We see if there's banter. We see if this person's an entire freak show. They have an accent you can't understand. They can string together words like you said. And maybe your senses of humor get along. So you know, okay, well, if I can talk to this person for 10 minutes and we are having a good time, we can actually sit in front of each other. Yes. Yes. I like how we we have actually just now that I'm – thinking about it, like we definitely have like the different levels of, of dating on here right now. Like Mara is a self-proclaimed expert and she used to go on a lot of dates a day and like kind of do the numbers game, as she said, and like pick things out. Jen is a moderate dater where she goes on dates maybe once or twice a week. And then she has like things that she needs to be, to see during that date. And then, you know, decides whether or not she's going to see them again. I don't go on fucking anything at all. I don't date anybody at all and I'm not on anything at all to, I don't put myself out there at all. So it's like we have the different stages of dating levels that, yeah. We're like Goldilocks and the three bears. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, Mara's Goldilocks. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So Mara, give us, give us a a week in the life of of you right now. Cause you're single, right? There's nobody that you're going to, nobody that you're talking to that's going to be like, wait, what? She's doing what? Yeah. No, no, I'm single. Yeah. So I do go on the apps and I do, uh, I'll try to do some video dates during the week. Okay. So like Monday. Oh, you want me to break it down by day? Yeah. Like you, like Monday, what do you like? Do you set up the date for Tuesday or do you see who's like, how does it, how does it go? Yeah. Well, it's a little more organic than that. Cause you know, it's sort of like on people's schedules or whatnot, but you know, definitely I, I'm guilty of doing the hike quite often as a first date. I know people have really mixed emotions on that. I have people are like, no, that's friend zoning. I don't want to do that. And then I have people are like, that's a great first date. No one has to spend any money. You can decide like if there's a vibe and you want to go with an actual like sit down date. And for me, I'm like, if you can't hike with me, we're probably not going to be matched anyway, because I'm a pretty active person. So to me, it kind of like weeds things out anyway. <laughs> But I know there's mixed emotions on that. And I live right by a hike, very popular hike. So I can bang out a lot of hikes. And well, that's what uh, our, we had a dating expert on the show last episode. And one of the things he was trying to convince me of was like, I should be get, I should be doing stuff that I like to do to meet people. That's where I should be meeting people. Yeah. You know, and I guess hiking is something you like to do. So you're seeing if that's what they like to do also, which I would be like, I would be like, I'm not coming. Wait, I actually have a question for you, Rob. What do you like to do? You know what? He asked me that and I was like, oh God, don't ask me specifically. Don't like make me answer that. Cause I was like, I don't know what I like to do. I don't know. But so anyway, so Monday you go on, you go on like six hiking dates. And the great thing about a hike is it's a win-win. If the date sucks, you also get a workout in actually for the very first time. Um, this is the one and only time this has happened to me. I went up with a date and I came down so low. It was so bad. Wait, walk us through that. So. Yeah. Did you lose them? Was there a coyote incident? Did you kill him? <laughs> no. Did you murder him? <laughs> you threw him off the mountain? <laughs> so I get to the hike and A, he looks nothing like his pictures. Not to be superficial, but like I wouldn't have known that it was him. Like truly, like I think I was catfished there, which whatever it is what it is. I tried to be nice. I'm like, I could just do this hike. He immediately gets on his phone and starts playing games. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, I don't even know how to have a conversation with this person. I don't know what's going on. It was so bizarre. And he was just sort of rude in his responses. So once we got to the top of the hill, I just kept walking briskly and he slowed down and I just didn't stop and wait for him. And then I called you guys know Shira. I called her. I'm like, Shira, I went up with someone and I'm going down alone. (laughs) 
She's like, do you think he? Do you think he felt the same way? Do you think he saw you and was like, oh, I mean, I'm sure you look like you what you put out there, you know? But do you think that it was like a mutual like? It, it not- must have been because it was it was so strange. The energy was so weird. It was truly one of the weirdest meeting encounters. I well, no, I've had weirder, but you know, it was very awkward. Very. Oh, I had a weird date the other day. You had what? A weird date the other day. Oh, go for it. So I, uh, this guy asked me if I wanted to go to a very specific place in LA. He's like, I know a place. I'm like, oh, actually, I know somebody that works there. So sure, let's go there. It's my friend that's there. And my friend who works there told me after this date that that guy was there like two weeks ago with a different girl. And he's like, yeah, this is like his date spot. And I was like, thank you for letting me know. I will never wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. No, but it just felt like rinse, wash, repeat when I was on the date. And then he confirmed it. It was really not like a personal experience. It just felt like, let's sit at the bar. Let's do what I do on every date. Let's talk about the same things I talk about. Let's whatever. I don't know. It just felt icky. And so the guy texted me the next day and asked me if I thought he and he or his dog was cuter. He sent a selfie of him and his dog and was like, who's cuter? And I was like, I'm so confused. Is this a normal thing people do? No. Also, never put a dog up as competition. The dog's (laughs) going to win every time. Right. And I just didn't want to be like offensive to this person. So I was like, both. And then he wrote like, ha, ha, ha. And then like, we never spoke again because I was just like, (laughs) is he okay? To be fair, I mean, if someone knew someone at El Compadre, that's kind of my go-to. They would probably be like, "Oh yeah, she's she's been here probably three thousand times since." There's she- probably somebody that that does run in every day at fucking like ten a.m. that sees Mara with a different hiking partner six yeah, times a week. Exactly. But maybe they think that Mara is like their trainer or something. There we go. Oh yeah, you should do that. You should just you should put a sash on that says training, not dating. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I okay, so I think your hiking situation is cute and all, but like I would do it as a second date to see if the person mm-hmm. can hang in the outdoors during daylight and do the things you like to do. But for me, like I go phone call for conversation's sake, in person, like drinks, wine, dine kind of situation to see if I have romantic feelings for them. And then if I do have any sort of romantic feelings for them, I'll like want to see what a slice of life looks like with them. But you, but you focus on one person, right? No, I date many people. Well, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like you you do something with one person, then you sit, go to step number well, two. Well, if you get to person. date three by that point and we'll do a slice of life, I want to see them in like the daylight and do like a normal, like what would a day in life being with you look like? Before we continue with the show, we wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom weight users finish the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. Mar, when you were when you were dating multiple people at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, like it was a lot. I remember like you were you were like on the, you were like pointing at your watch. You're like, I gotta go because I got date number six waiting, and I only had an hour in between date five and six. So I gotta go okay. do shit, okay. which is fine. I, I mean, like, 
preface, these were like first dates. There was no, not that I'm shaming anyone who kisses on the first date, but they weren't even like kisses. This is like just meeting people. These are truly meetings. And I would say 1% gets a second date. So I just want to make that really clear as we go forward. Well, would you, would you like, would you confuse things? Did you have somebody that you're like, well, this person gets a hike, this person gets a coffee, this, or did it just depend on the time of day or were there times that you would come down from the hike and like somebody would be waiting at the bottom and then you just kind of like pretend to leave and then come back and then go back up with somebody else? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there were close calls, but I, I, you know, I have forgotten names. I have gotten to the restaurant. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm searching through the app, trying to find the name and the the host is like, who's your friend? I'm like, um, trying to find the name. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. But honestly, I don't even save their numbers or anything in my phone either until, unless I go like past date one with them and I'm like, I'd see this person again. I should probably know who it is when they reach out, then I'll save them. But it's like date three or four. I'll save your number. I love that for you. Okay. But like, what would even make you go on multiple dates with these people? What was the criteria that had to be like, present for you to be interested? Honestly, it's so much about vibe for me. Do you know what I mean? Like I really, there has to be that chemistry and I don't care how good looking you are. Yes, that for sure will get me on a date probably. But if there isn't like that banter, I just not, I'm not into it, you know? And it's so hard to find two people that are, you know, physically attracted to one another. There's chemistry, there's banter. You're on the same page. Cause I find I've, I've, I've met that before and there's this great chemistry and it's so much fun. And even though their profile says they're looking for like something more on like hinge or something, they're like, actually, no, I'm just looking for something casual. And I'm like, okay, well I'm out because all of this is geared towards finding my person. I'm not just like dating for the heck of it. You know, no. so- which apps are you on and how are you meeting these people? Every single one. Which one do you prefer? Or do you just, are you, are you like two phones in one hand just going like swipe, 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 swipe? No, no. So I guess Hinge is the best for the moment for my purposes. Like I, I liked Raya when it first started because it was like creatives coming together with this dating element. But now it's, it's devolved a little bit. It's all pro athletes and Instagram models. and No one's really looking for a relationship on there, I find. So I haven't really been using that. So it's really been predominantly Hinge, Bumble a bit, but I'm not a huge fan of Bumble. So do you have all of your profiles, like they're the same pictures, same bio, or do you diversify to see what works? Um, they're pretty similar. They're pr- I would say they're pretty similar. Raya was probably a little different because of just the the actual size of the photos had to be, you know, be like your iPhone size. So I was that one's a little bit different, but they're all kind of the same vibe, I would say. Would you, do you think you would be able to like, you know, when like people move to LA and they're getting started in the, in the entertainment business and they're like, how do I get my, how do I get an agent? How do I get my first TV job and blah, blah, blah. And like back in the day, it used to be like, well, go do a casting workshop or go do this, or you have to go meet somebody, or, you know, put, send out your headshots. I mean, that's how old I am. But, um, but like, what would, if you saw a young girl, a young Mara that just moved to the city at, what were you like 12 when you moved here? Yeah, I was 12. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a young Mara at like 21 moving to the city and she was trying to find love in the city. What what would you recommend now in today's day and age? How would you recommend she goes about dating? That is a really challenging question. I mean, yeah. I don't even I don't even know I would probably tell her what I'm doing now, but it's not been very successful. Cuz at the end of the day, it's like if there's a magic element too, right? Like you can be doing all the right things but your person's just not appearing. Like, so I think it's just a matter of you keep trying, keep hoping, and then hopefully you meet your person, whether that's on the app or at a coffee shop. The problem with LA too is guys rarely come up to girls. The last two people I dated, seriously, I went up to them. And so I find it challenging to, you know, meet people in real life. Because when you go out, you're with a group of friends, no one's going to kind of infiltrate that group of friends. And um, guys certainly don't come up in like the grocery store and coffee shops like they used to. Like in New York, you walk out of your place and people are like, you're around people. So there's more interaction and you can be so isolated in LA in your car, in your home, you know? A hundred percent. I was actually out on Saturday night on the West side and I was at whatever it's called, Winston house or something. There's like live music. It's a lounge. It's a whole thing. There's a ton of people there. And I remember like being by the stage near the band and there was like, two guys standing behind me. And one of them said something to me 
And I was like taken aback. I was like, am I in your way? Like, do you want to hang your coat on me? Like, what is, what is this communication? What do you need, sir? Are you well? And hang I didn't your think coat he, on me. <laughs> I didn't know what he needed. I was like, it can't be possibly to hit on me. I don't understand this dynamic. I also don't know if I remember how to flirt. I think I'm just like so special at this point that it's like, whatever comes out of my mouth, just I hope you think I'm cute enough to see past it. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm terrible. Like I'm terrible. Like the the two guys that I went up to was, it was so awkward that I was like, wow, it makes me feel for guys a little bit when they have to go up to girls. Like, you know, my story about Matias when I, at the yeah, I was there. I was there with you. You're like, you're like, where's the bathroom? Oh my God. Well, there was a second time. He doesn't even remember that. Then I saw him at the gym and I went up and I finally got in front of him and I was like, um, um, are you from Canada? And he's like, what? <laughs> I just thought you looked familiar. Maybe you were from Canada. He's like, no, I'm from Sweden. I was like, oh, yeah, the cool. dude couldn't look more like Russian. <laughs> Wait, I love that. That's your way of flirting. That's your pickup line. And Rob, what's yours? Like, hello. I well, like that's your- the thing is that like girls, all you guys also have like, like there's a stigma coming when it comes to guys hitting on girls, right? So. When a guy approaches a girl, no matter if they're looking for it or not, there's always going to be the, what is, what do you want? You know, like you have to prove yourself right away with girls. It's a double standard where if you come up to anybody and say, where's the bathroom or, um, um, are you from Canada? Like it's, it's considered cute. And like, you know, and like, you're actually making the move. So then there's automatically like the walls are down that you like this person. So you are, you know, engaging with them. Whereas if I were to go up to anybody and go, um, um, are you from Canada? They'd be like, get the fuck away from me, you creep. I'm at the gym. Stop looking at me. I'm trying to work or, out. Or I offer you to hang your coat on me because I'm like, you must be lost. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? I This guy could have been hitting on me, but I, he was just so like not flirty in my opinion. So I, I was like, oh, he must really need to like get to the stage or like get past me for some reason. I don't know what I was yeah. thinking. Well, but- there's also a double standard. And if I went on a lot of dates a week and was meeting a lot of different girls in one week, I'd be kind of like a fuck boy. Yeah. Oh, 100% like the guy I went out with. Yeah. Even if I wasn't hooking up with them, it'd be like, you know that I'm seeing a lot of people you know, so th- that's the other thing, Mara, like when you're meeting these guys that are willing to meet you, uh, you know, somebody on the app and everything, are you, f- are you turned off by somebody if they're doing as much as you, as much like groundwork as you are, or like we have a, we have a mutual friend who just joined a dating app and never thought he would, but he did. And he met this girl and they hit it off and they had a good time, but she, he, it was his first time really on the dating app. So at the date he was, he was enjoying it. And then he was like, oh, wait a second, you're probably seeing like dating other people. And she's like, yeah, you know, probably like three or four other dates this week or whatever. And he was like, oh, well, that that makes this less special for me, you know, which to but but like everybody else in the dating world, that's normal. I got off the apps for this guy that I met. And the problem is when I mean, just look the Hawaii guy. Yeah, you have to you have. I, and I, I kind of kick myself for it because, like, what was the point of that? It's to the point where I would never, unless a guy's like hooking up with every girl, like I would never fault a guy for that because I am the kind of person if I'm in it, I'm done. I'm going off all the apps. I'm like in it. I want to try to make this work. But until I find that, I have to go on these dates. Like, how else am I going to meet someone? I agree. I think it's also like your intention. It's how you handle the whole thing. I get so annoyed when guys are like so how are the dating apps treating you? And I'm like, what are you trying to ask? Do you want to know if I like had sex with somebody last night? Or like, are you asking if you're my like Prince Charming that just showed up and I swiped right on you and now- No, they probably probably want to know like how genuine you are in this moment. Because if people are, like if I met somebody and they were going on, they were dating four other people or or like maybe they were on a second date with somebody else but didn't know where it was going to go. So I'm their first date. But like that person's like ahead of me? Like, or do they have- are they, are they having more, like, is this worth it for me? Should I invest? What yeah, if but I why would you from- ask the elephant in the room? Like we are all on dating apps. So like, but not necessarily. What do you mean? You're not going to go out with one person on the dating app. You're going to go out with a couple people. You're going to, well, I just don't think that people should call out the obvious. Like we're on the platform. We're using it to date. 
But I think if you pick up that somebody's like a player or a douchebag, there are more subtle ways of going about it. You could say like, you know, I, I know we're meeting on an app, like, is your intention to go on dates or are you looking for something real? Like where, how are you using this platform? What if I said I had like a really good time tonight and I would love to see you again. Are you further along in other relationships Fair. at this point? That I'm okay with because you're gauging where I'm at and trying to hedge your bets that way versus when people say just, it's like someone sent out a news article to all the men on the app and they all say the same line. How are the apps treating you? And I'm like, what is your goal in this question? This is what I always answer with. Well, I'm here, aren't I? Obviously they're not going that well if I'm, I haven't found someone. Like that's all I say is I'm here. Like, well, here's the thing, though. That then stops the conversation, in my opinion, because it's kind of negative. I know why you're saying it because it's annoying and you're like, obviously, I'm here and so are you, bro. But now I hate you. And like, but we're all fucking here. I, so, I, think, I think you guys, I think it would be behoove the two of you that if you were to maybe make a blog about the do's and don'ts of online dating, and maybe guys don't know they're doing this. Like we just talked in our last episode also that Jen hates when guys are like, um, how's your day going? You know? And it's like, as, but I didn't know they were talking about as like a, a opening line. That's weird. Cause you don't know that person and all that other stuff you, and there's stuff that you can see on their profile, but whatnot, but maybe some guys don't know this. No, maybe I some- like how, how's your day going is okay. Cause then you could say all sorts of things about your day. It's how are you? Oh, how how are am you? I? You don't know me to know what I, even like my answer means like what how am i fine ask a real question how yeah i would prefer how are you to what's up though i never ha- know how to answer what's up i'm like i don't know i'm on the app talking to you what's up like to me that's so lazy it's so lazy it drives me bonkers the only person that i'll respond to is somebody that like puts in effort but i think i mean rob you're probably like terrified of the apps based on all the things that i've said now that mara said like but you might actually stand out on it because you put effort in and you're like a thoughtful human. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. True. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's true. I am, I am doing my research before I go on or before I start going back into the dating world. Like I'm definitely, this podcast definitely helped me open my eyes to a lot of stuff. So maybe we don't need a blog. Maybe people just need to listen to the podcasts that are of the male variety. But okay. So Mara, let's say you go on like a hundred dates and Obviously, you're not going to keep going out with every person. There's not enough time in the day. And also, you're definitely not going to like that many frogs out there. So what do you do to end things with them? Do you just leave them on the side of the mountain or do you ghost them? Do you have a formal conversation? Do you murder them? What happens? Yeah. Do they not Do they not hear at, from you after the first date that you just don't hear? They don't hear from you and then they just assume or? If it's just been one date, I feel like a mutual ghosting is appropriate. If it's been more than one date. I personally, and especially if a guy doesn't get a hint after first date and keeps texting and texting. Yeah, what if they fall in love with you? You're, you're, you know, I, this <laughs> well, blonde I, bombshell actress. What if they fall in love with you, like on the hike? I, that's very nice, but I just say, um, you know, I think you're an awesome guy. I just didn't feel a romantic connection, but I wish you the best of luck. Like I say something like that every time because yeah. I know how terrible feeling ghosted feels. So I try to never do it to other people. Is it a copy and paste? response kind of yeah yeah it's only a first yeah. date. If, it, if it's been multiple dates or something it would be a little bit different but if it's only one date and it was a hike or something i'm not gonna you know it's a copy and paste ish wait but also rob why are you okay with her copying and pasting her cute little response but when i do it he's like i didn't want i didn't say i said i didn't say oh that sounds jolly i said yeah <laughs> I, it was a okay, judge you prefer it was a I no, I no, but it's just it's just so so the first date's just not informal. See, I get nervous on first dates. And I think that's where we were talking about before. It's like I think I'm so far behind the curve with this whole thing that like if I jump into this ocean, everybody's a fucking surfer and I'm learning how to paddleboard. You know, like I don't But that's exactly why a hike or something is great, just because it's like it's so low stakes. It's an hour, you're also working out. You're just chatting with someone alongside. You're not even face-to-face. You're not getting all dressed up. Ain't nobody want to see me working out or climbing a hill. The only time I'm climbing a hill is if somebody's chasing me. That's it. So, like, I'm out I'm out of your dating pool. That's We've, we've known that for a while, but now it's official. Wait, but Rob, what would your first date be? If you were actually a dating participant in the world, what would it so, be? So the last date I went on was last August. I, I told you this. She was that – she was a very pretty model – 
that my other model friend had set me up with. That's very sweet. She gave me the biggest reviews in the world. This girl cannot be any sweeter. And my go-to first date's always dinner. Let me buy you dinner. And then we can see like how we feel about each other. We have conversation. We're forced to sit across from each other and actually like make conversation. And then you see different things that you have in common. And then, you know, I pick them up and I drop them off. I, I don't know the whole Uber thing also, you know, like. But we know that I'm also stuck in this like old school sugary. I appreciate world. that so much. If a guy offers to pick me up, that's already he gets 10 points. I know some girls don't like it because they're like, oh, I don't feel safe. Totally understand that. But at least offer. Well, I think I, I was okay because I was referred by a friend. I wasn't yeah. some random person off of off of an app. That's the other thing. It's like that we talked about last episode is like, how do I know when like people like coming off of from you guys, especially Jen, like I'm already 10 feet in the hole. I got to climb my way out. I got to prove myself over all these other assholes that she's already gone out with. Right. So there's already like a set mind in there. Do you clean the slate or are you like, are you the next person you date? Did Hawaii fuck up the next four people for you? I think it easily could. I think it easily could. But I think I have a real great skill of uh, shoving all the negativity back in my brain and compartmentalizing it and remaining ever hopeful and optimistic and romantic. But I mean, if any other woman had like one one hundredth of my stories, I think they would have joined a convent a long time ago. You know, I also think about that. I'm like, should I just give up? Am I too young to give up? Or should I just give up? Because this is not easy. And I kind of think about like, well, I could end up in a relationship. They could die. They could get sick. They could turn a different gender. They could cheat on me. And then I have to repair myself after that. Like, I'm okay right now. Maybe I should skip all the drama and just stick with Mochi. Mara, I got a two-parter for you. Okay. Jen is not going to give up and she's not going to a convent and all the other stuff. But the stuff that she has been leaning towards lately is reality TV, like dating on reality TV, which but she's also have two specific ones where she doesn't care what the person looks like. No, I do care, Rob. I know you care, but like the two shows are Love is Blind and Married at First Sight. You're going you know, to them? I'm applying I've, I've to it. I've please sign me up. I've taken zero steps to doing it. <laughs> I've already looked up the casting people. I'm already kept calling my casting director friends. I'm going to get her on there because I want to fucking watch it so bad. Please, please, please get on Love is Blind, please. But, but, but because, you know, Jen has made it clear over the, the course of uh, it just being her and I on these podcasts that looks She's, she definitely wants to be attracted to somebody, but looks isn't the most important thing. You, I have a feeling, have a type. And you have been made it clear to me that you have a type. Do you think maybe would you ever veer off of your type I to, to find to. somebody more, I don't know, because with the type of person you like comes a type of personality most yeah, of the time. Yeah, but you know what? The rock exists. So there's got to be one more of him somewhere. Right, right, right. And you keep saying that. But The Rock is The Rock for a reason. You know, there's a shit ton of other wrestlers out there that don't turn out to be the fucking Rock. Yeah, I know. I dated some of them. I know you have. <laughs> but that's my point. It's like, like are, can it, if you're drowning in quicksand, maybe stay away from the beach or maybe go to a different part of the island. Yeah. You know, do you think that's something? A, would you do a reality show? And B, would you be able to veer from your type if if you if you had to, had to? It's so funny you ask that. I've always said no in the past to reality, but I think if it's the right, um, again, because dating is sort of in my wheelhouse, and if it was the right show with the right sort of messaging, I would be interested. Um, and then wait, what was the second? Oh, go veering outside of my type. I have dated outside of my type. It's just that. What I'm usually attracted to has often come in a certain package, but I've definitely dated outside of that. Most certainly I've gone on. How many of you've seen what I date? How many of those do you think exist in LA? There's not that many. I can't go on that many dates if I'm only dating that. That's true. There's probably a quota, but so you also, there's a whole beach in Venice full of them. What are you talking about? I don't know, but there, so Mara, you also post often about your astrological sign, which we are the same. How fun for Rob um, that he's got two Capricorn women here with a lot of opinions. So would you say that 
like astrology is really important in like finding a match that you need to find somebody that is compatible, let's say with a Capricorn or is it not important at all? Listen, Capricorn is one of the, my sister's a Capricorn. I grew up with a Capricorn. I also grew up with two Sagittariuses. You, you people are fucking hard to impress and you're hard to please. That's if it's, if it's not I'm done not your way, it's probably wrong. I'm hard to impress. Yeah. Okay. I would agree. I mean, you, you know, that, that Bumble, that doodle that I dated, he, he didn't have a car. He had a toilet beside his bed. I don't, I'm not that hard to please, but if I really like someone, I will make so many excuses for so many things. So, well, that's, that's what they say. It's only far if you don't want to go. It's also the same thing with dating. It's just. Ooh, okay. I never heard that. I like that. Very good. You got one quote right. It was a fucking, you nailed it. That was great. <laughs> okay, good. I'm done quoting from here on out. I got one. Um, yeah. The rest will be wrong. But it's like, I am the same way. I've dated people that you would have never thought that I would have actually been in a relationship with. If you know who I am to my core, you'd be like, that just would never happen. But there were things that I really did like about that person. So I was like, okay, well, you have to cut corners somewhere and you have to sacrifice some things. Nobody's going to be perfect. So maybe not, a the- toilet in the, maybe not a toilet in the bedroom though. Yeah. Okay. Definitely not that. But I think you have to sort of focus on the things that are the most important and if you've got those things, then you can ignore some of the smaller things, but you shouldn't ignore red flags and paint them pink. Yeah, no, totally. Hmm. I agree. That is Ooh, another one. Advice. Red flags, red flags and paint them pink. I'm learning this. Jen's coming up. With some, I think, did you research some of these before this podcast? <laughs> no, I've coming done up. this podcast for many years. Other people have said these things to me. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. I just remember them. And with the astrology, I think it's super interesting. Of course, like one of the first things I do when I really like someone is I try to get their time of birth and I try to do their birth chart. <laughs> but it's not just like, it's not, I truly believe like you might have a difficult charts together, but you're meant to be together to work on stuff together. So I don't necessarily look at it as like, oh, it has to be perfectly compatible by any means. I just like to look at it as like a blueprint of possible personality traits to, yeah. you know. Did you see that? You guys see that meme that was like, it was the, a conversation between a mom and a son. Yes. And the son said, hey, mom, what's my sign? And the mom says, don't talk to her. <laughs> the mom with my birth time. And he's like, yeah. don't talk to her. Don't talk to that, don't talk to that girl. Yeah. <laughs> when I was growing up, my dad told me like when I was young, because they were prepping me for marriage, I think, from the womb. But he was like sort of like very not long-winded like me. And he would say things that were very to the point. So a couple of pieces of advice, like one is you have one reputation. That was the end of the subject. It was just done after that. Then he was like, if somebody asks you what your sign is, you say stop. Oh God. Like stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so good. So which, so Mara, going forward, is, is there any plans on like how to change the game on how, or like, or are we just going to go keep going down the same track and just hope that we run into something different. Like what, are you going to date an XD? Like what do you just revisit X's if you run out of rocks? No, no, once you're done, you're dead to me unless you're Sean and he's like my brother. But yeah, um, to, yeah, to me, I definitely wouldn't go back to anyone, but that's just personal. Um, but it's so hard, right? Like I've gotten off all the apps. I'm like, okay, I'm going to meet someone in person. That doesn't happen. I've, you know, tried to put myself out there. I've told my friends, like, if you have anyone, you know, that you think would be, I'd love to be open to referrals. I've done all the things. So I do think it's kind of what I was saying before. Like there is a certain level of magic. I've also done years of therapy and group therapy. I know my issues. I feel like I've worked a lot on myself. It's not like I come into something totally not self-aware. Um, I think it's just challenging here, like we said, you know, so just keep doing all the things and hoping I meet the right person. Would you now, uh, Jen's going, I might be moving soon. Jen, Jen's going to go live in Miami for three weeks where she gets a hundred new followers every time she lands and multiple matches on every dating app. They, she, they love Jen in Miami from what I've heard, Um, but she's going to go try that out. Have you thought about maybe changing cities? So on Hinge, I changed my location location to Jersey, and I was killing it. But there was no light at the end of the tunnel because I'm not going to move to New Jersey. Um, and you know, I've I've been play, I've traveled, and I I think it would be, I like the idea of it. I just don't know where I'd go, and I do love yeah. LA so much because I can't really picture living anywhere else but Hawaii. And that's okay. well, but you could find somebody in New Jersey like. 
you know, spark a relationship similarly to you did in Hawaii and then import them. Yeah, because because that's Jen's pro- like plan is I will just, you know, I'll just ship them out. It's fine. You know, I will we'll order them out. on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> it's harder than you think because you're like, why is your location in Jersey if you live in L.A.? I was like, oh, well, I was just thinking of going there, you know. Also, being a guy from Philly, let me tell you about Jersey. They're not going that far away from their fucking moms. It's just <laughs> not happening. It's it's not happening. So either the mom comes and you guys live together or that person is not leaving New Jersey. Just heads up. Well, Mar, what else do you have going on right now? You uh, you have XDs, which is happening, right? Yes, yes. Um, we also shot that short film with Jane Lynch. We're, we're going yes. to shoot another one, which we're excited about, um, and hopefully some more XDs content in the near future. And then I'm waiting to hear on a couple projects, which I'm really excited about, but can't say anything yet. So um, great. And then on my social media. And then yeah, tell us where we can find you on all the social, all the social media uh, and everything. All the socials, I'm Pop Gloss, P O P G L O S S. And your famous dog is Pop Coconut. <laughs> you to watch. You probably want to follow her instead of me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> love a dog fluencer, yes. and love you. Thank you so much for coming on the show and being so open with us with all of the things. It's like we're having a special relationship and so much closer, you know, just like people think we are on our dates. But um, everyone, don't forget to keep tuning in to It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share it with a friend. And if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show, where you'll see all of the super funny memes that Rob posts. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social medias. And you can follow me at Forever's Evers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S on Instagram. See you next week. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.